0: But going back to you one day. Yeah. I think. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of We Back and we have a lovely special. Sometimes guest miss <laughs> our friend Victory Richie. Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about yourself. Um,
1: hello. My name is Victory. I'm nineteen, almost twenty. Uh, I go to Oxford Brookes, and I'm studying psychology.
0: Oh, mm. yes. I'll be joining her this year, Oxford Brooks I can't wait! I'm very, very excited. Um, should we just? Go start off with our usual thing of how's everyone's week been? Yeah. Okay, so victory. Let's do you first. How's your week been?
1: Um, the week's been weaking. Um (laughs) nothing much has happened, you know. Like I've just been tired. Literally, that's it. I haven't done much at all.
2: Mm.
1: And we're finally on Easter Holiday. Oh, yes. Thank God. Oh
0: any plans for Easter? I know not everyone like celebrates Easter, but like is there anything you guys do in particular during this period? Like do you work, sleep? Work, sleep. Okay, that's fine. You know, a Sunday
1: mm. That's the day of rest, sure. Um, week Go to church. That's basically um. it. Mm. Tune in to UFC
0: Chapel on um, our uh, YouTube link to see quite a few familiar faces singing for this week's Easter <laughs> program. Yes. Um, well I I don't know, it's apparently it's a common thing to like cook food on Easter and stuff. And I feel like there was a time when our family used to do that, but I guess with the way my family is at the moment, there's not really a need to kind of do like this whole big meal. For Easter, but like Victory, I will be at church as well for um, this Easter, which I'm very excited because we couldn't do that last year. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Aaliyah, how's your week been? I was just going to say, why don't you cook food and
1: bring it into church? I, I think, do, do you think that's happening this week? I usually do that, but I don't know if because of Corona that's going to change, but that's mm. usually the plan. Okay. The plan, yeah.
0: I'm,
2: yeah. Um yeah. yes, so how's your week been a year? Um I seem to be booked and busy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well clearly there's a new background for me because I'm back home and I have a ton of work to do because my lecturers hate me. Oh they sent me three assignments in one week. And they're big ones, like they're like going towards my grade and everything. And then there's another one that's coming, which I know about because I read the specification. Um, So I'm not excited for that, but I've got work to do. We've got meetings because two of them are group works. Um, I've got TV shows to catch up on because physically I can't. I love how that's
0: part of the schedule. TV shows to catch up on. (laughs)
2: I haven't, mm. okay, so, right, my TV addiction at the moment is Grey's Anatomy, as everybody knows, and mm. I started it when it came out on, um, what's called, Disney Plus, so the 23rd of February, it is currently the 2nd of April, and I'm, and I'm on season 15, so about a month, yeah, I know, it's a problem, but it won't stop until I finish,
0: period, period. So-
2: so. Um, well, I
0: I hope everything goes well with your um, schedule because it's not cute to be busy Or you're meant to be on a break. But we move. Um oh, I say my week. My week's been. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my week's been good. Exemotively is not. It's just been weekend. Um, I would say because I haven't mentioned this before, but i will say this week. Not to make it all religious and stuff, but this week I've really tried to kind of um, tap into my spirituality, like become clo- a lot closer to like, um, I guess, God and my faith and stuff. Especially with the whole Easter period, I think, you know, let's understand what's, what's Easter all about, you know what I mean? So um, I'll say that's kind of been the more important thing happening in my week. But besides that, my week has just been, it's been neutral. I haven't really got anything to do besides i guess preparing for sunday but um all right so let's go into our first discussion so if you guys didn't know victory works for the nhs do you know what i'm gonna just let her speak and explain what exactly she she does because i think it will help young people that listen to our podcast understand um the effects that corona is having on um NHS staff and the effects it's having on um the general public and staff and how it is to be a young person working in that field and how it's affecting maybe her mentally as well and stuff any advice so Victory could you just take it away take your time don't feel like you need to rush or anything so no.
1: um Firstly, I've been, like, dying in the corner because, like, I've been just shaking. You know when you just randomly start shaking? Oh, yeah. Cough it out. I've been like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. Mm But, no, I'm a bit better. So, I started working as a paediatric healthcare assistant um, October 2019. And then Mm -hmm. I went through 2020. Towards the end, until I went to uni, so the last time I've worked was in January because I'm I'm in uni. But I go back anytime I can go back, so I'm going back all summer. Mm. So as a pediatric healthcare assistant, I work with children more than anything. Um, usually just children that are they're all right, they're not too sick. But then I mm. spend a lot of time working in pack, which is for like children going through chemotherapy or blood transfusions and stuff like that. So kids are a bit more sick, but COVID said you'll work where we want you to work. (laughs) You're going to do a lot more, baby. You're going to do more because I've never worked with adults. This is my first job. Like, I've never had a job before this one either. Mm. So, like, this is genuinely my first job. And because of COVID and they didn't have staff, so many of their COVID staff members were sick. They got all of us Mm. in Children's Outpatients and they were like, we need you on the COVID wards. And I didn't want to go. Like, they Mm -hmm. had no one. They needed to get dental staff. Dental people were, like, crying. They were like, I only work with teeth. I don't know what I'm going to do to help these patients. Oh, no. Mm. So we were all like, why? Um, but we did go. And to be honest, it wasn't cute. That's me being 100%. It was, I again, to be honest, I cried, like, for a few days um, because, firstly, I was thrown in there. I didn't have any experience working with adults. But then these adults were also so, so, so sick that it was just, like, a real big shock to the system. And I always say it, like, I commend the people that have stayed for a really long time in COVID because I can say I spent maybe a week. I didn't spend loads and loads of time. But the week I spent, I, like, was in the peak of it. So I was just an emotional wreck. And my manager was like, oh, I'm really sorry for sending you there because she went there the next day herself. And she came to me and she genuinely apologised because she was like... I don't know why I sent you there, because I went there and I cried. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because she's been a nurse for ages. And she was like, she mm. felt like she went into a horror film. And I said, oh, my mm. gosh, that's exactly it. Because you enter and the atmosphere, as my mum always says, is death. Um, she's a nurse and she's worked through the whole COVID period in a COVID ward. So she knows more than anyone else how it feels like to be in a COVID ward. So that's why I, like, I give so much praise to all the nurses, HAs yeah. and doctors. Yeah. I worked through that whole COVID period in that COVID ward because I don't know how that would affect your mental health because I know that it made me very emotionally vulnerable. And mm. even my mom, who's a really, really strong woman, there no, were times she would come home and she'll just cry. Um, me? Oh, wow. And my mom is strong. Anyone that knows my mom, my mom's been through so much. That's, yeah, that's broken. Yeah. Not a lot makes my mum cry. So when I see my mom cry, I was like, I get it. Because she lost staff members, people she knew from COVID because they had gotten it. I think she said one of her um, staff members, like she was hospitalised for a month and she, that member lost her mum, her sister, her sister's husband and her husband all to COVID. So Ooh. she was like, I, I can't with all this COVID stuff anymore so yeah it's not fun it's not cute and it's really really sad to be in the midst of it and to see it so yeah it's not great
0: um I've got a few questions I feel like I'm interviewing you but I just want to get inside and stuff um when you entered the COVID world what what how do how are like the beds and like the um how is it set up? Because I want people to kind of get a visual of this is not your usual like hospital ward, like kind of get a visual of what it is
1: inside a COVID ward. So ultimately they can't be all out. They have to be in their own separate rooms because of how easily COVID spreads so they're in their own rooms attached to all the gadgets a lot of most of them 99% of them cannot move because of how much pain they're in so they're just all like tucked away into these little beds inside little bays because you don't want to you know make other people sick and even like because we were there in the peak of it the PPE was not the PPE that is here right now. So mm-hmm. we would go in and like, I remember, oh my gosh, I'm thinking back to it. It's actually not you We would go in and I had a patient who was really, really sick. And like, they were coughing, obviously, symptom COVID, you're coughing. And they coughed like all over me. Oh. And I didn't have, we didn't have the PPE that's PPE in like right now. So <gasps> <laughs> I was just like, <clears throat> God, is this how I'm going out right right Mm. and the thing is I'm somebody that like when I do something my all is in it my heart is in it so Mm. at the time I wasn't even I was just like oh my gosh I hope you're okay like in my head I was like I hope this person's fine it wasn't a thing of oh my gosh they've costed me I need to get out of this room I was just like oh my gosh this person's really sick it wasn't until I got home and I was like I just got coughed on the face <laughs> with all of this, like, hmm. But yeah, the beds are all tucked in um, because you don't want to spread it.
2: Mm-hmm. How do you feel now that the restrictions are, like, lifting up and but people are still breaking them? Because I know the other day I was seeing raves on people's snaps and parties and this and that. But, like, how do you feel about that?
1: I, my friends call me the COVID police, because and say like just follow the rules please just don't do anything stupid and but I'm also a very big advocate for mental health because Mm -hmm. I know how COVID and lockdown affect people's mental health and there's a difference between taking a mental health break seeing one person outside because your mental health is really like in the dump Mm -hmm. and throwing a party to fill your own ego because you're throwing a party with 30 people Half of these people you're not even close to, like that. Let's be honest. Who really is close to 30 people? You know, a good five people, you're close to that five people, and you've just decided to put so many people at risk. And because so many people are like, oh, yeah, it's only old people, da da da, they don't care. But these are actually people's family members. And a bit of insider knowledge we had a COVID ward for children. So children were getting COVID. So to say that, oh, it's just adults, yeah, it's not yeah. true. Like, of course it affects elderly more, but anyway, so the restrictions, the government has done, they've made choices. Um, have they been the right choices? I can't say that. <laughs> um the idea of lifting the lockdown, I get it. People need to get back to normal life. However, mm-hmm. if we had been like New Zealand and just done the right thing from the beginning, from the job. We these borders have been mm. open for, like, the whole time of COVID. So people are really saying, yeah, I'm going to go to Dubai. I'm still going to go to Turkey and get my hairline transplant. I'm still going <laughs> to... <laughs> not the time. <laughs> it's <laughs> not the time. <laughs> like, priorities, mm. people. Um. So, yeah, the limits going up, I get it, because people need to get back to normal. But these people that are just breaking the rules, Chai, I'm mm. not feeling it. So
0: what's your advice for... People who are kind of struggling, I guess, mentally with this whole situation. It could be a thing of where they can't cope with just being um, closed off from everyone, or I guess maybe the constant news of people just dying and stuff. Like, what would you? How would you advise people? Or is there any advice you could even give? Have you gone through it mentally? Like, what would you say?
1: Um. Mental health is again so important and I remember like having a brief point for me because I was in uni when a, when the second lockdown that lockdown was right, tragic right. but that mm. second lockdown I was in uni surrounded by people I didn't really know and mm. that didn't care about Covid and I went through it mentally then and I know something that helped me was speaking to my friends on the phone because they went and I'm like in Oxford, nobody was around me. So I had to just constantly be on the phone. But I would say, leave your house. You're allowed to walk, right? Mm -hmm. A walk is so, so important for your mental health. You will be so surprised how stretching your legs really help. You're allowed to walk now with another person, walk with one of your Mm -hmm. friends on your way. Like our friendship group, we threw a a games night online. if that's just something that's going to help you like for a games night online and do stuff like that. And in terms of the deaths and stuff, I would, it's okay to turn off the TV. Like it's okay to not watch the news because it can be really heartbreaking to see, okay, this, this amount of people are dying. This amount of people are dying. It's not easy to stomach that for a lot of people. So take a break Mm -hmm. from that. You don't need to watch that. You don't need to continually look at the numbers, take a break from it. You know, rest, listen to music, sleep. Sleep is always a good thing. Oh, and, 100%. Yeah,
0: that would be my advice. Mm. Did anyone here, of course, now you, you've said you've you've taken walks and stuff, but did we all at least at some point kind of just take a walk to kind of clear the mind? And can we agree that it helped? Yeah, 100%. because 100%. Yeah, because I remember last year, this time last year, um, this is when COVID I was really COVID in, right? And, uh, <laughs> Because with pre-COVID, set our IAG and everything, it was
1: COVID in, right?
0: And uh, pre-COVID, walking was a myth. It was actually a myth. Mm-hmm. Everyday public transport, I will go and link up to see where it is. But for the first time in a long time, walking was such a stress relief. Up to now, walking. It's so good for you. Even before COVID, it's something we it's nice to do every once in a while but especially in this time and it's free of charge, you're not paying for it. Um, Enjoy the fresh air. Again, like Ritri said, you can now walk with um, groups and stuff as long as you stay safe. Um, Try it, try it. Do you know what I mean? Like Try not to stay indoors so much because I know how that affects you mentally and even when COVID started, Twitter, had to stay away from it there was so much false information on twitter that was just scaring me I said yeah let me just block her so um Ellie is there anything you want to um add to that
2: yeah let me add to the walk thing like it actually does give you such a break like put on a podcast like listen to us we have some fun episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right right oh Good uh, listen to some music. I don't know, just something to like really clear your head. Um, I know I took walks. Maybe summertime last year, and then you know when it was snowing this year, or like end of oh. up- that's when I took my walks. I was up in Nottingham. It was slippery, but it was really yeah. nice. It was really really nice, and it just gave me some time to just like clear my head and think and give me that like mental break yeah mm. so again talk to people because staying alone in your room having zero contact with the outside world that can be really dangerous as well because you just never know what someone's going through in someone's head so even like check up on your friends like send them a text right. hi again um obviously you're not obligated to you do have to check for yourself mm. but you never know that hi could be difference between someone's like the difference between someone's mental
0: health so 100% like um again honestly don't this might be a longer episode than usual and I'm fine with that because Mm -hmm. I I don't mind anything this I think it's quite important but um the way this whole situation has affected young people mentally it's really sad, especially like with universities and stuff, because a lot of people don't tend to study from home. They are studying a lot far, uh, farther away than they, they usually um, they reside. Um, I can only imagine, I guess, how scary it is to just not be around family and kind of just dealing with this on your own. Obviously, there's been a few cases of... Um, how the situation has pe- affected people mentally and obviously the worst outcome has come out of it, especially recently. I, I know you're, you're aware of mm. the student who's currently gone missing and I think the mum, she speculates that probably because of COVID it's, kind of, it's led him to just um, go into a, uh, into depression. And like Aliyah said, please, the, the, the smallest thing of just, Checking up on someone, how are you? You don't know how much you've helped someone's day. That's probably all they, they need to hear. Like, it may seem like... And, and I understand a lot of people, it's, it's a thing of, I don't want to pester people, I don't want to disturb people. But please, be a like disturbance in someone's life. You don't know. You generally don't it's know. Important. It's very, yeah. Yeah. It really, really is. Um, I'm just going to quickly read something to do with the the next steps for boris johnson's plan for covid covid 19 Um,
2: hmm? is that for the 12th of april
0: yeah yeah so again this platform is um here we are here to you know bring you joy and laughter but also we want to spread important information so we are currently on step two just going to read out the steps so indoor leisure including gyms open for use individually or within household groups Rule of six or two households household outdoors, um, no household mixing indoors, outdoor attractions such as zoos, theme parks and drive-in cinemas, um, libraries and community centres open, personal care, uh, this is for top April, okay, um, or retail outdoor hospitality, and so you know might be able to eat soon. Uh, all children activities, indoor parent and ch- uh, child groups, up to 15 parents, domestic overnight stays, household, household only, self-contained accommodation, household only funerals up to 30, wakes of weddings up to 15, um, Minimize travel, no international holidays. I don't understand that one too tough. Um, event pilots begin. Because we can still travel, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He should have just, he should have just should
2: Yeah But we have, yeah. oh, yeah. have to remember who is our Prime Minister The same man that was shaking hands with COVID patients And then ended up in a COVID ward himself Okay, this is the same man
0: Breathing heavy like a dog In that ICU you. And you're just here, yappa yappa Talking about, yeah, let's do this, let's do that Oh, I think he's think it's the I think Okay,
1: it's the yeah, classroom. go on Definitely. Because Um, people that go to do whatever and on holiday and they come back, they have to pay for the hotel they stay in to quarantine. And obviously that money goes back to the government. You know, the government is thinking of money because they've lost a lot of money during this period. So I think Mm. keeping the borders open, that travel, get some money into the economy again, and then come back and quarantine, get some money into the economy again. I think that's what they're thinking it's silly
2: but it is silly because people's lives keep on playing what is mm. money human lives like it just doesn't it doesn't you can't put a price on it and it like in simple terms like if someone dies they can't spend money so if you keep people alive they're able to put money into the economy like you know if, if you mm. care about it you can close the border just for the just for a bit and then open it up um, and we'll have more people that are able to travel and able to come into the country if we just get COVID out of here. just A dip.
0: Um, this step two of lockdown, sorry, because we'll move on to the next topic, but this step two of lockdown, do you guys think it's realistic? Or do you think it, it really makes sense to even go through with it?
2: I think so. <laughs> okay. Because... We're supposed to have a half of the vaccines given by that time. Mm. And it starts with the most vulnerable and it goes down. So maybe having like more, out, more like outside events. It's not like anyone's mixing indoors. So like, maybe it makes sense.
1: Okay. Uh, Richard, I, see I
2: don't know.
1: Smiling. I just, I just deep that today's Friday. I'm meant to get my That's vaccine what- today. So I'm just making sure that I don't miss that. Okay. I am <laughs> screaming. Retreat, so, like I completely from... No, guys, this is really embarrassing. I really just forgot. Um... What time do you need to go? <laughs> yeah. uh... I don't remember. I need to check it. I'll check it after. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. If push comes to shove, I'll reschedule it. Oh,
0: this this auntie. Okay. No, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: right um yeah victory um thoughts on
1: step two because we're already in april right i think regardless of what's going on we need to move on in life and so that's true i think it makes sense and if people continue to do the right things and they take their vaccines and they're not like victory who forgets that she's booked her vaccine for today um i think it should be fine it should be but the thing is can I just say this really quickly yeah because people will be like oh I want to I want to get back to normal da, 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 da. like how dare they keep us in lockdown for but da, da, da. Well, you've never been locked down because you've been the one having parties so I'm not I'm not understanding like it's the people that complain about lockdown the most that are the ones that do the most sorry just had to get that off my chest because I was feeling that one burning up um I think even my background has decided to con- like become lighter because they felt the <laughs> like, I would say it. Bloody love, That's That's only spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, I think if everybody continues to do the right thing, it shouldn't be too far fetched for the things to happen.
0: That's a, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a very good point about we need to move on. That's a very very good point as well. Also, can we stop spreading misinformation about the vaccine? Because, Richard, do you want to just drop some gems that you gave us about people's beliefs,
1: please? Because that was very funny. Oh, gosh. You know what? This is how, you know, people are racist. They are biased. They are stupid. I say, sorry, just have to throw it in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's one thing to be misinformed and uneducated on a topic, and it's another thing to just be silly. Because somebody somebody at my dad's work was like, I don't want to take the vaccine, because if I take the vaccine, I'll turn Chinese. When 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 was that ever a thing? I I can't believe people think that.
2: I know yeah. someone who is so anti-vaccine. Like, so someone I know loves to post on their snap a list of reasons why you shouldn't take the vaccine, and it's like they're just the most dumbest reason. that I just like. I can't comprehend. Mm. Yeah. So, so what are the reasons? Um, some of them are like, uh, I can't remember. It's like, oh, they're going to fill you up with like some kind of bacteria. It's not even real. Blah, 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 mm. I would just like, I would never understand. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're not going to fill you up with bacteria, but maybe a virus.
2: Yeah.
1: But
0: uh, I know. I know there was A person that said Oh wh- I don't know can Correct me if I'm wrong I saw there was, there was Someone else. that was like Oh if I take the vaccine I, I heard that I'll turn black Was that another one?
1: Yeah And I was Again like- To my dad My dad is black <laughs> How are you going to Tell someone that's black What well, if I take the vaccine I'll turn black And I don't want that That's what they added At the end And I don't want that I Oh want my that. gosh that's
0: Okay I And mean, we don't want you Period Like bye
1: <sighs> Mm,
0: yeah this, okay yeah. well guys please don't um be afraid to take the vaccine i know we've talked about it on the podcast before i get people of color I, I i get the fear because when it comes to i guess the medical when it comes to our health and stuff we aren't treat given equal rights when it comes to the area and stuff and a lot of um black um, like people of color, especially women, have just been abandoned when it comes to their health and stuff. So I do understand the fear behind it, but and I, I was one of those people. I was just like I don't really get it. Do you know what I mean? But I understand that the pandemic is is global, so the reason why it's so fast. Is because they need to sort it as quickly as um, they can, so they can go back to uh, our everyday um, life
1: pre-COVID, basically. Exactly. So that's, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's one thing as well. Hmm? And they've put money, like, yeah. people forget, because people are like, oh, it's so quick, like, why haven't we found a cure for cancer? And it's like, cancer mutates almost every day, and there's so many different types. It's not easy to find a cure for cancer, but with a virus, you just need to find, like, you need to, you know... It's quicker, mm. especially if you put a lot of money into it. And because of how much money the world is losing on such a grand scale of it, they've mm-hmm. put a lot of money into this vaccine, a lot of money, a lot of time. And it's cut down that process by so much. And it shows how fast you can get stuff done when people are willing to mm. throw money in. So mm-hmm. they are throwing a lot of money at it. That's why it's a lot
2: quicker. Um,
0: Quick question. Did you guys, did everyone, can we say all our parents got the vaccine? Like, um, yeah, my mom did our parents, right? Exactly. So, and they are they alive?
1: Yeah, yeah, my mom's had her two of them. Yeah, Two. okay, and yeah, your mom's had two.
0: Sorry. My mom's on one, she's getting her one, see, our other one, seeing, and they are they kicking the live kicking breathing well. <laughs> They're kicking, okay. So, we've got examples of people that are completely fine, people of color that are completely fine. So, please, people don't think ginger. And hot water and lemon will cure the vaccine. It will kill the bacteria in your throat because these times it's not... Yeah, okay. Please, don't believe what internet aunties are telling you. Believe what.gov is telling you. The, WhatsApp, right. the WhatsApp warrior. The WhatsApp warriors. That's why WhatsApp are really here doing oh combat gosh. to go and fight these, you know, aunties. Do you remember about misinformation.
2: Do you remember back in, like, the beginning of COVID and all these WhatsApp messages that artists would be getting?
0: Oh, I remember when they were like, oh, um, there's so many people dying. And this one scared me. There's so many people are dying. And it's not, there's, the malls the are being filled up. So they're putting dead bodies in icing rings to keep them cool. I said, wow. Wow. Mm. I said That's, that scared me. I said, yeah, let me just log off from the internet for today. Everything, mm. off. Everything, cut off. <laughs> right <laughs> now, let's move on to our um, next topic. Um, speaking of racism, <laughs> um, these two things happened around the same time,
2: yeah.
0: so, which is kind of perfect, but at the same time is unfortunate. Um, he wants to explain it.
2: Wow. Anyone? I do want to talk about hers. Mm-hmm. Which one do
0: you want to talk about first? Uh, well, let's talk about the primary school first because that's what happened first and then we'll go into the secondary school. Mm-hmm. So, Elia, do you want to start off and literally jump in whenever you want to add something i I'll take the primary school and I'll take
2: the secondary school because you know more about the primary school than
0: I do, about
1: the, and I know more about the secondary school. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. So, on... Um, Episode Come on, one of, <laughs> oh. Oh. on episode one of why are humans human, um, there was um a school, I think it's called Bartley or something like that. I think they're a primary school, there was a religious studies class in which the religious studies teacher showed a picture of Prophet Muhammad. That should be where it ends, because Muslim people have said it. For years and years and years, I don't know what they have to do. I don't know if they have to write it on your, our foreheads for us to understand. So hmm. they find it disrespectful when you show a picture of Prophet Muhammad. Like, they've said it. So, obviously, Muslim people, like, were tired of you people. And they to protest outside of the primary school. As they should. What? As, right? Because until that bill is passed, so no protesting. let them protest. So, the thing that was interesting about it was how, like, racist people were about the situation. Saying, oh, well, this is not a Muslim country. Go back to your country if you don't um, want that to happen. Like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, go back to Pakistan. That's the one I was seeing so much. And I was like... It's
0: everyone. It's everyone everyone
1: from Pakistan. I'm so confused. I was just like, wow, people are really racist. (laughs) People are really Islamophobic and people are racist. And I was just like, it makes no sense because it's a religious studies class. Mm -hmm. You're literally teaching about Islam. (laughs) The least Mm. you can do is do it in a respectful manner and in the way that they want it to be Mm. shown. But they've decided Mm. we choose racism today, we choose disrespect. (laughs) It's just itching inside. I just need to say it. I think the teacher did get in trouble, like the school apologized or whatever. (laughs) But it comes to a point where, like, prevention is better than cure, or as Felicia says, prevention is better than sacrifice you know that they don't want you to show this and you still do it. I'm not going to lie. It's really not that hard. Just don't do it. You don't need to show a picture of Prophet Muhammad to explain Islam. You don't. I don't
2: well, it doesn't make sense. Also, another thing, um, I remember being in year three and being taught, um, yeah, you can't show pictures. I don't know if any of you have been in a mosque, but there are no pictures inside of a mosque. Because and there's only like these beautiful patterns because there are no pictures. There's no way we can depict what Prophet Muhammad looks like. Mm-mm. So I don't know why this teacher apparently did not have like his or her education on to know that we we just don't show pictures. I was like, a teacher. Hey. Right, a teacher. You're being. You went through education like you you went to university you did all these courses to now go and teach the future minds of children and then now you're doing something stupid that you should have learned back in year 3 mm. that's sense. how
0: that's how misinformation just gets spread because, not gonna lie, with today's parents, there's no hope, especially the British public. Uh, they just, there's a lot of racist parents out there that don't care to educate their children about other people's struggles and stuff. So, there's no hope. So, uh, uh, what we hope they can gain some knowledge from is school. But if the schools are letting you know, they're the children down They're not teaching them the right things How do you expect there to be some sort of change? Like, even I feel like that's what I get not knowing um, Not the teachers But I get not knowing as like a just ordinary person Not knowing about um, Other people's beliefs in detail I understand that, right? But I feel like That fact about Prophet Muhammad I feel like so, that should be known like, I feel like I, I didn't learn that in school. I learned that from j- outside sources. Like, I, I, I knew that. So I just don't know how you managed to fumble the bag so heavy like a dog. Like, that. I understand. <laughs> um, I, like the pattern Um, information that you told me about earlier, I didn't know that. About Um, there's just so many beautiful patterns. And that's really interesting. Like I've learned something new. And I thank you that you educated us on that, right? And I bet not a lot of people didn't know that. That's why it's good to have conversations like this to kind of educate, not only us, but our listeners too, right? But something like that, it's very well known, but people just go out of the way to still continue to be disrespectful. Like there've been many um, incidences of um, TV shows doing the exact same thing of drawing their depictions of Prophet Muhammad. And um, the the smallest thing of you just not airing episode or not even just doing the episode period you don't want to do it but when people complain you can't just take it off you have to just simplify you have to say, oh well we don't really want to take it off so we can we can do this for you but it's like no just don't add the episode period like the conversation wouldn't even be being had if you just didn't do it to begin with but because the lack of respect and a lack of care is just really annoying. And like Beatrice said, humans are humaning. Like obviously there's been um, other occasions of um, people just not respecting other people's religions. But this one in particular, Mm -hmm. it's a thing, it's a constant thing. It's not like, this has been brought to awareness recently. Mm -hmm. but It's it's been a thing that's been happening for a very long time Mm -hmm. and it needs to stop. And then now I'm going to transition into the next um, similar um, case with the secondary school. Um, I cannot pronounce the secondary school's name.
2: Simulako Academy in South London. <laughs> One more time, please. Simulako Academy in South London. Um, okay. the school decided that they were going to do this thing where they were going to ban colourful jobs and ban afros. I just don't understand how you can go ahead and ban natural hair. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, well, sure, let's discuss. I think it's one of the most stupid rules. Oh, also, the students had a massive protest, and yeah, big ups to them because that was like just incredible to see. And they won. You guys saw it on TikTok, right? Or
0: like yeah. as well, like some people on TikTok were posting. Like, them sitting, like protesting. So I was like, get into it. Like, let's spread it. war platform.
2: And I saw it on the Shade Borough, but still, that's incredible. Mm. And I'm glad mm. on their case because how can you ban natural hair? The hair that grows out of my head is not banned. And then you want to go ahead mm. and load the school and are now banning what braids, they're, ban- they're banning... I can't say they're banning. I don't know. Other things that just it just doesn't make sense like how else do you expect for people to do their hair you want us to relax it because no thank you we can't always conform to like this european standard european standard Mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense we're not all white with straight hair it's it's mm. because you think that's um what's the word like respectable looking Mm It's not, it's not the way things should work. Mm. Mm.
0: There are a lot of things in this situation that's just, of course, you know, it, mm. <sighs> how the, I, okay. My progression, number one, because mm. if your your counterpart now was to come in with similar hairstyles, you're not going to blink twice. You'll really just be moving. So that's one um I don't what I don't understand about people is them not understanding that a lot of these things you're banning people from doing is people is how people walk through life it's like people's lifestyles Mm. how my hair grows out of my scalp is not something I can control it's just how it is but that's part of me that's that's my life okay and even with with um her jobs as well, that's a, a lifestyle. How can you stop people from living their lifestyle? Like I don't I don't get it. Like I don't I don't see the same up for, for our uh, our counterparts if there's like a certain thing they do in that their, their um everyday like I guess walk of life. I don't know, like it's it screams racist, undercover racist, and I don't get it. Like I actually don't get it at all. Um yeah, I'll I i do not have anything else to say. I'll jump in, Rachel. Go ahead.
1: Um, the thing is, I'm not surprised, I'm just disappointed. Um, because this is something that isn't new. Cause I even yeah. think back times when we were in secondary school. Black, um, black girls weren't allowed to have colourful braids, right? And <gasps> I remember a girl getting in trouble. Her hair is actually quite light. It's not It's not black. It's quite a light brown. And she got in trouble for her hair. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that's literally her hair colour. like. And then we would have... We just have to be honest and say, like, white girls that dyed their hair green and purple and blue, who were allowed to do that. And I'm not somebody that will ever preach separation or anti-white or anything like that. For me, it's humans against racist people. So nobody should be offended by me saying white people are allowed to do that because that's just a reality, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see why, especially a hijab, like they can make up an excuse about the afro saying say that it's blocking you from seeing the board or something. But like, when yeah. somebody's... Job. Like, I really don't know how that's affecting your life Which is really flat on their head like this And it's coming yeah. down like that, please Over their head, so I do not really, I didn't get it And even with Afro, it's like Well, that's, you know how I have an Afro, right My head's not, I just can't be bothered to do it That's why I said mm-hmm. this off. But I have an Afro and if somebody told me, and you know what, actually it's true because I've never felt comfortable that much to go out just in my afro, and it's not because I don't like my afro, but it's just how an afro can be perceived sometimes. And it's yeah. so ingrained within our own culture. You have African parents like you can't go to that job or you just can't leave be- it like that. Yeah, it's unprofessional. Yeah, system, but why? Like that's literally how your hair grows out. And wearing braids is funny to me and this is why people are always like oh so you mind when um non-black people wear braids I do I do mind (laughs) I will look at you with side eye I will never go up to you and tell you don't do it but I will look at you with side eye and this is the reason because it's seen as so unprofessional in some senses and all of that but then you want to wear it as a like fashion until braids like and like able to be a professional hairstyle or something that's deemed as beautiful on its own and okay I don't know why you feel comfortable to wear it like that Mm -hmm. it just shows that there's a lack of understanding and a lack of care when it comes to how a lot of black girls feel Mm -hmm. so I I could literally talk about this topic for ages and I don't want to do that but I'm happy that the school kids protested because it shows like a real want for change but really questioning The school in general On why they would Want to ban <laughs> Ban afros mm. And ban Colourful hijabs It's just so Like Are we not progressing? It are like they
0: banning Hijabs Or are they banning Colourful, colourful hijabs?
1: hijabs. Colourful. Okay okay Because um, they know Best not to do that they can, Please They can't ban hijabs They cannot If you're banning hijabs Actually in France I was going to I was going to Bring up that, reason, that exact point That's what they want, that, They wanted to do um, I don't want to speak on it too tough because I don't know all the details, but I saw that under the age of 18, they were trying to ban hijabs and you can only wear it from 18 and above so that you're not wearing a hijab in a school setting and that um, parents that come in, they can't wear a hijab as well on the school grounds. <laughs> I can't believe that that is even in discussion. Um, but, you know. It's because, yeah,
0: it's because they're trying to push this like, xenoph- like xenophobia of, you know, Muslim people and it's because and uh, uh, for the life of me I just don't understand why her jobs are associated to just radicalism and stuff like that. Like they're, they're separate things, that they're two separate things. And oh, 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 because I, I know Richard you're you like you said, you are very passionate about this especially when it comes to our Muslim brothers and sisters and stuff and how they are just constantly treated I know we had a discussion about um the way um Muslim people were treated after um 9-11 and stuff because it was just put in oh you're Muslim so you must be you know dish you must be that you must be what, a terrorist or something like that and it's like no like we know it's, it. I don't understand what a, a, a piece of clothing has to do with, you know, radicalism and it, it doesn't make sense. It's because uh, not only is, is it because of racist people as well, but it, it doesn't help. It the media doesn't help is. as well. Like, it, they are—they really are pushing just an agenda. Same thing with this whole, I guess, um, like how you have to style your hair and stuff. They're just pushing this agenda of, oh, like stereotypes and stuff. And it's just ridiculous. Like, even with, again, with black people and their hair, oh, if you wear colorful braids or if you ha- have your hair out, if you'll give it very much good. You give it very much the ghetto. And it's like, no, it's just that's how my hair comes. And most hairstyles are even protective hairstyles. It's not just because I like it. It's because, and if, if I like it, then what?
2: Mm.
0: When you dye your hair, it's not because you like it too. Okay. But most times it's for protective hairstyling and stuff. And they are just embracing your hair a lot more as well. But then as well um, with uh, hijabs, it's not even... I, I um, Aliyah, correct me if I'm wrong as well. You don't even like have to wear hijab. I, I swear a, a
2: job is just a personal... It's a choice. And I feel like people always think yeah that it's actually a choice. And I know that... I think people see it as like this thing of oppression and your force wear blah, blah, blah. But it really isn't like girls have a choice to wear it if they want to. And it's their way of showing their modesty and their closeness to God. So I will never understand the racist, the racist explanation of the hijab because it's just a lack of knowledge on what the hijab means so please everybody shut up <laughs> like I know girls that when I met them they weren't wearing the hijab and then uh, like maybe a couple years later now they're wearing it because they found that relationship so it really is a choice and um, like young children um, when their parents make them wear it, it's because they want them to learn that relationship. They always have a choice to, like, take it off or they carry it on and keep it on. Like, there's never this, you have to wear it, you have to do this, you have to do that. No, it's, do you want to, basically? And for a country to be banning it? I needs to
0: check itself out because France has a lot of race, undercover racist tones that I'm not a fan of because not only with the situation too... But are France are they still not um, collecting colonial? Oh let me you finish that sentence for yourself.
2: I say just leave. Bonjour it. <laughs> <laughs> Go somewhere where they want you because there's there's no point in saying if they're really gonna be, oh, just bad vibes.
1: No thank you. Can just I just say- like mm-hmm. quickly. all my friends know I say this, but I have like two quick things to say. Um <laughs> the first thing. Week- She's making a tally. She tallies every time I say that. And I say that a lot. Um, the first lot. thing I say, I'm going to say about like the hijab and stuff like that and about Muslim people a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Grace is right. I'm quite passionate about Muslim <laughs> Muslim lives and like just religion and people in general. But I think it's because a lot of my family is Muslim and I've grown mm-hmm. up around a lot of Muslims and I see how amazing people are. And so when people are like, oh, all Muslims are terrorists. I'm like that doesn't even make sense. Like it's not even plausible. I don't think people deep it. Like there are so many Muslim people. If all Muslim people were terrorists and they decided to bomb everyone, we would not be alive. It's just that simple. Like it's just that simple. my grandma was Muslim and please, she was entering her okada, which is a motorcycle, to go to her shop and everything at her old age. She really had no time. Like being a terrorist. Like, Period. So that idea just needs to die in itself because it's just not true and it's not plausible. But also, going back to like the Afro and braids and stuff, I think we will really get to a good place. And like, I'm going to leave Afros aside because there's so much history behind Afros and everything like that. We think of the Black Panther movement and all of that. Yep. So I can see to an extent why an Afro will be seen as a political movement. So I'm going to put that aside for a second and just look at braids. Wow, why is the background so going to so light? And look at braids. Um, you just- I don't know if that's going to help. A little bit. Um, (laughs) And look at braids. I think we will get to a really good point when braids is not seen as, like, this big choice in places of really high professions, like in places like court, like like high-level court, because a lot of the time in those cases, you will not see black women in braids. They will feel better in wigs or straight hair and all of that, which is fine and absolutely a choice, but a lot of them will just not feel comfortable in braids because it's not seen as professional, they'll be looked down upon and all of that stuff I think we have made a really, really good jump when that's not the case anymore where it's not like a political statement for me to wear braids in the courtroom, like as a lawyer or as a barrister and stuff like that I just i not throw that out there, I think that would be just you know, the je ne sais quoi the mm. icing on top of the cake mm.
0: Um, I don't know if you saw this, um, Aaliyah, on um, Instagram. Mm -hmm. There was a a news reporter that she had just tweeted, like, the first time I've worn um, braids on um, TV. I was so scared to do it. But here I am. And it's like, to be scared of wearing braids? Right. That's so sad oh my days and it's one of the ones as well like like what vitro said as well braids period like there's such a negative negative stigma on braids that even white people who choose to wear braids they know not to wear braids in a professional setting as well because there's just such a stigma of it being ghetto or hood and it's like for work right. for work obviously the way they wear braids and stuff, there's going to be a, obviously a different reaction of stuff. But there is the same thing, like it just being ghetto overall, there's that stigma there. Like I was talking to one of my friends, um, Rachel, and um, and it's weird how certain hairstyles are just associated to like the type of person you, you are. You don't even know me, but you're just assuming. Like, my friend Rachel, she likes to kind of slick her hair in a and most of she does it because it's just to keep it out of her face she's got really, like, long, lovely hair, right? But um, we, she'll just do, like, one edge here, just to soup it. A woman came into the store that she was working with and was like, oh, you must come from the ghetto. You must come from the ghetto. And she was like, what do you mean? It's like, you know, that's how, you know, people from there like to do their hair it's like okay but well, like you can't just assume that about me and it's like what an, an edge edges. Like I'm just
1: for context Rachel is white for context
0: <laughs> she's white yeah sorry for Yeah. <laughs> she's white yeah 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 I
1: hate you for watching
0: but um
2: it doesn't make sense it doesn't like can I not do my hair in peace
0: Right, hair, hair. People are really losing hair over hair. But like, I don't it! Oh, oh, this world is just so tough. Humans are what? Humaning. Oh
2: god. Oh my god. But um, yeah. Overall, So it's unprofessional to wear braids. But once Kim Kardashian does have boxer braids, it's all okay, like and it's cool, oh. and it's sick, it's trendy.
0: Even that name, self-boxer boys, please. Can you get out of here, auntie? But um, overall, to wrap it up, let's just respect one another. Mm. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. We can go a lot uh, further um, in life if we just do. I know, literally, I I don't know if, um, again, I don't want to misquote you, but I know I was speaking to you about how if we could just, I think you would just say, if we could just, like, literally just talk to each other and understand what it is that offends a, a race mm-hmm. We could just move forward rather than just jump into violence or just anger like really just sitting down to understand each other but I, was, I I think it's a thing of where there are just some races that have not experienced what other races have that will never get that equal Uh, what's the word equilibrium is that the word that they say what it is equal balance of it so we're just never going to reach that point which is sad but I do think like you said Mm -hmm. it would help we can still do that that's the thing if we really just have conversations with each other
1: it's about listening and actually listening not just listening to Mm hear because even with the um, Bartley primary school there was some people online, like, oh, I don't understand these Muslim people getting um, offended by a cartoon and da-da-da-da. It's just a cartoon, da, da da But then British people not too long ago were getting offended that Black people were in a Sainsbury advert. I'm like, wait, <laughs> we need to, like, you can't, I'm not understanding. This like, is why Victory is on this episode, because she's freaking up the facts, period. <laughs> It's very easy to like point out the imperfections in other people while sitting on the imperfections in your own race and in your own like demographic because we can pretend that some black people are not racist but the reality is that some black people are very racist to other people of colour especially.
0: And a lot of people don't want to uh, admit that. They just want to say, oh, is that black people can be ignorant. Oh, 100% we can be ignorant. Oh, yeah. But we can also be racist too. Very racist. Because I think because of what we've ex- what we've experienced so much there is a fear to kind of call Black people out on, okay, but you're doing this, but then people will be, okay, but you did this to us. Which I understand, like pain, pain, like suffering. It's, especially with the people before us, you you, you can say to people, yeah, but just get over it, it. happened before, but no, because we're still being affected by it now. A lot of other communities can't say that. Do you know what I'm saying? But we can be racist. Anyone can be racist in this life.
2: If all else fails, there is Google.
1: Right. Yeah. It's actually not the job of people to educate you. Like, who educated us? You really just need to go on Google sometimes. And, like, it's really not. One
0: our job. more time, you who educate us? Because clearly, this education system that we're seeing, they're still fumbling in the bag. So, who's going to educate you? Right. If it's not for our teachers. Get it together. So, yeah, R S R E S P C T. I almost spelled that wrong.
2: <laughs> Respect. Arrest,
0: yes. right yeah, and roll safe actually, just roll safe. Anyway, um now it's a bit longer than usual episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's fine, I'll edit it. I don't really care. Um we're gonna move on to you good there? All right. We're gonna me. oh damn. Um we're gonna move on to a segment which we like to do where we recommend um Books, shows, um, skincare stuff, anything that we just want to throw out to our listeners to kind of get their hands on. It's not going to be too long, so guys, let's be quick and we'll move on to wrapping up the episode.
2: So who would like to go first? Victory, you're the guest. Would you like to go?
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: Anyone that knows
1: me knows that I'm a book nerd to the core. I read a lot and I love to, this year's been a bit of a slow reading year, I'm not going to lie, but I do love to read a lot. And so I always recommend a good book, but I'm also a thriller nerd. So most of my recommendations are thrillers. So The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry is an amazing, amazing thriller centered around adoption, which is like, if you want to adopt children, I don't recommend reading it because it actually kind of scared me for a very long time, but it's a really, really good book. And even though I hate romance books, because I'm so um, Get a Life Chloe Brown <laughs> by Talia Hibbert, which Grace is borrowing right now, is an amazing romance book. So, yeah. we, the other book that I asked, forget it. Just forget it because Friday
0: till Saturday, there's no time to read it. So, just leave on. But yeah, go on, continue.
2: No, yeah, that's
1: it. Those are my two recommendations. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um, can we end this meeting and join back in because we're getting another 10 minute mark? Oh, we can
0: wrap everything up within 10 minutes of time. Okay. Um, okay, so my recommendation, two things. Which is going to laugh at one. Um, first one is an anime, of course, because um, the actors come with my anime goods. Um, it's an anime that I watched not too long ago. I'm hoping that there's going to be another season because it was that good. It's called A Hero no Sora. It's a um, basketball anime. Um, obviously, the more popular ones are no basket that's that's something i watched recently too that's also good but i want to recommend the hero no sora because it mainly focuses on the development of the characters, like their own individual stories whereas other sports animes don't read they do but they develop the characters whilst focusing on the sport but this one heavily focuses on that development of the characters as like to be better people because it just centers around um, a group of like misfits coming together to play a sport that they some eventually grow to love and some already do love or some have the skill but need to find that passion to play it it's so good and like the manga is still going on so it's like get like let's get a new season like hurry up um all the episodes are being dubbed because I'm a dub person so if you're looking for a dub it's there um now I've got a book recommendation it's not a physical book it's a Wattpad book because if you guys (laughs) if you guys don't know me and Richie are a good good friend Ah, do you see how dark it just went yeah (laughs) <laughs> we um we read books on what path for fun and it's actually such a good experience like it's so fun it's a vibe but I will always recommend this book to anyone that really just wants a laugh like a good like kick in I recommend reading in a group so you can kiki together it's called Healing Ivan
2: <laughs> um
0: Healing Ivan Healing Ivan Probably one of the best books I've ever read, period. Doesn't matter if it's amateur or not. It's so educational. It's so, like, just so, mm, like, so thought-provoking. So much humour. That's something I am not kidding around. You, Yeah, it really gets your mind thinking. So much, there's kidnapping, there's murder. That's just, yeah, ooh. So, yeah, Healing Island is complete as well
2: i think it's my turn now i'm gonna recommend things of two things that i don't do much of which is i don't watch movies much and i don't really read books much i really want to because of this book basically so the first movie i'm gonna recommend is the film moxie i don't know if you guys have watched it I've heard it. I've heard I 100% it. ask you to watch this film. It's it's such a great feminist film, and it really mm. came into like school culture um, of just like like the locker room tour kind of thing. And it was such a great way to empower women. I love the film, and it's all centered around a zine, um, which is, is like, it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay, yeah. it's all centered around a zine, which is basically like a more focused mini-magazine, Um so I would 100% recommend it. And I may have been sleeping over one of the guys, but we move. <laughs> we move. Uh, Not simping. But he's a feminist and he was so respectful throughout the whole film and he had a personality and it was just, he was just so sweet. But Richie, when I say, when I talk about people with manners and
0: respectful, they really just... They just do it. You see, She's, the, the person's not even real. But look at her, embarrassing. But uh, <laughs>
2: you see, um. All right, let's. No way, I'm not finished. I have one more recommendation. Yeah. Oh, one more recommendation. Sorry, okay, okay, okay. Everyone's recommending a book, so I'm going to recommend a book: The Seven Husbands of Evelyn mm-hmm. Hugo, which I recommended, and Victory actually got the book. <laughs> I did, I did. This book I could not put down when i read it it was just so interesting every single chapter you go on to i was like yeah i'm definitely gonna recommend that that's like one of the greatest ones <laughs> okay
0: okay um how much how, how long do you have left well, in one. Seconds. um can we jump onto the link again so mm-hmm. richie can get the bold feed shout out and long that's gonna take and we can do some of the week 10 seconds <laughs> 10 seconds yeah okay then should we just do it in here yeah, try okay go ahead uh, richie now we do we have we usually do a section to chat out you know companies or brands that people are currently involved in richie i know you are part of both features but so do people want to just give us a summary of both feature and what they do
1: yeah, a really quick summary. Bold Feature is just a company that was made by, I wanna say five, we're gonna say five young black girls. It might be six, I'm so sorry if I missed someone. And it's just made to encourage and empower young women, especially um, women of color. Um, especially on their journey to education and jobs, because it's something that we didn't really get that much of. So we're just trying to help navigate them and stuff like that. We were meant to have like this big seminar conference last year and COVID said no. So Mm -hmm. by the grace of God, we'll host one this year, either online or physically, which would be even better. So yeah, that's mainly it. Our CEO is Deborah Conte. Shout out to Deborah. Good. Now, some of the
2: week quickly, because this time's going to go i will go first, Kali Uchi's Telepatia. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's great. It's wonderful. It takes you to the sky.
0: Okay, okay. Um, my song of the week is by Wiffy Griffey, Black Hole, So tick a I've never got stuck in my head. Went to tune in, loved it. Live version, amazing. Victory? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been on an <laughs> OSL challenge, so I haven't been allowed to listen to music. So the only song I've been allowed to listen to is um, Battle Belongs. But I feel welcome because we're singing it for Easter. So that's what I <laughs> said on the week.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Thank you so much, Victory for joining us for this week's episode Thank of We Chatting. It was it's a been it's been a long time coming. A long, long, long time coming. But we're here, baby. And this might be one of the episodes because I love the conversation, especially with feeling Um all right, should we wrap it up? Yeah, so if
2: you've got an
0: my name is Grace, our lovely guest Victory. And we have Party, We shut in. Whoa, whoa.